What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 33, game 39, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Florida Panthers um, in what can best be described as finding a rotten Easter egg shutout loss for the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Hopefully all of our listeners that celebrate did have a wonderful Easter and to our listeners who may not. I hope you had a wonderful Sunday. Of course, with it was the beautiful weather if you're in Ohio. Right. Well, I was going to say, except for the, well, with the exception of the Blue Jackets laying an Easter egg today against the Florida Panthers. They lose by a score of three to nothing today. And we can touch a little bit on it as well. Um, also hot garbage happening yesterday. So Laura... I just, what, you know, we talked about like this pivotal, um, this pivotal series of games on the road, the six game road trip that Tortorella described as a really pivotal moment for the team, a really defining stretch for the team. And they, uh, they went ahead and went one and five Mm -hmm. during the stretch. Yeah, they did. And on top of that, they also managed to get outscored 19 to nine during the stretch that stat courtesy of our friends over the, at the athletic. So yeah, the jackets scored nine goals in six games. So you can do the math real quick. That's, you know, not great. A little bit over mm-hmm. one a game. So what are you taking away from this weekend, Laura? Um, well, I think it's important to, you know, rewind the tape back to what Tort said, which was you're going to, you're going to find out a lot about this team over this six game stretch. And it's going to be reflective of not only the rest of the season, but also future seasons. Um, so, and as, as 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 everyone who listens to this knows, I'm usually the one that has like the sunny disposition and the like, oh, it'll be fine. Like they'll, you know, we'll still still do this, whatever. Um, I I think it's it's very real now that we we need to understand that we are not going to the the postseason. And that a lot of craziness is going to happen um, because there's clearly, there's just clearly a lot, you know, and it's hard because it's hard to, it's hard to know if we would still be having this same situation if this wasn't the kind of season that we're having, where it's shortened where it's you're only playing the teams in your division, where you're playing teams multiple times in a row. Like, but you also have to, you can't just, I know we joked about it in the last episode, but you can't just, you know, because other teams are doing so well. Like, it's not like this is a everyone struggling situation. Like, so you can't just lean on those excuses anymore. There's clearly some fundamental issues with the entire structure of this team. Oh, without a doubt. And I think too, like to your point, 
you know, right now we look at it and Laura, I have to apologize because I did lead you astray. You weren't entirely wrong in your opening. We are talking a little bit about game 39, but tonight was game 40. So I let you, I led you down a rabbit hole. Oh no. It's okay. Yesterday was game 39. We have made it 33 episodes which we were talking before we started recording. That's wild. 33 times we've gotten on these microphones and talked and you've listened. Weird. Um, but yeah, this is the first time. And that's my fault. Because right before we went on, Laura was like, this is game 39, right? And I will stand my ground and say, I didn't lie, but I didn't tell the full truth. <laughs> well, that's also me too, because I forgot that we were doing two games technically in one episode. And also, I don't know why I forgot that. I'm the reason why. This is the first time. Y'all notice how like sometimes we don't record an episode. Every single time up until today, my fault. So this is a big like moment for us on the podcast. So all that to say, and I'm only like, I pulled up the standings and that's when I saw it. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I, as I look at the standings, the Jackets find themselves equidistant away from fourth place, making the playoffs. Um and, and realistically, like that's actually the spread right now is five points. Realistically, that's going to actually be six because Nashville owns every tiebreaker on the Blue Jackets for all intents and purposes. So like the Jackets would have to have more points than Nashville. They couldn't tie Nashville. So we're mm-hmm. six points behind Nashville or we're six points away from being in the playoffs. Laura, we're five points away from being in the basement. We're <laughs> five points away from being at the bottom of the Central Division, the Detroit Red Wings who I know we joked about it earlier in the week when we were like, who would have thunk like the, the ever so mighty Detroit Red Wings who just absolutely like took Tampa Bay to the woodshed tonight. Like they beat, or actually it was this afternoon. They won five to one. Um, so that jokes on us. Right. But yeah, I mean, the, realistically, like the conversation might begin to shift from, will the jackets make it to the playoffs to are the jackets going to end up being in the basement is it basement or cellar? Nevertheless, they are going to suck. They're going to be eight, maybe. And so that conversation is it's just fascinating to me because I remember, I don't remember if it was the last episode we recorded, but after what might've been the Tampa Bay win, when I said to you, you have like a little bit of hope and you're afraid to say it on the podcast. Like you mm-hmm. have a, a slight hope and, and um, you don't anymore, right? Like we can just like curtail that. No, and it's not even like... I mean, yeah, I'm disappointed. And again, I just enjoy hockey to begin with. Also, it's it's nice when we win and do well. And obviously I would prefer that, but you can't you can't look at these numbers and you can't look at the last six games and think that this team is going to the postseason. They don't deserve to. Like, I don't know what would happen if they did. I mean, like, and that's the thing too, right? Like we would get murdered because again, you're going to be playing because the first, the first two rounds of the playoffs are still within your division. So like, we're going to be playing, let's say we, we scratched our way up to um, making into that fourth seat. Granted, three other teams have to fucking just start bombing in order for this to happen and we would have to like literally win the rest of our games um we're gonna be playing either tampa 
or the Panthers. They're going to murder us. I'm not excited about either of those opportunities. And to your point about like whether or not this team can even get there. um, So Mark Shag, who writes for the Blue Jackets, um, he is the uh, writer and credential manager for the hockey writer um, or hockey writers, excuse me. Um, tweeted earlier today, he said, Nashville slash Dallas are projected to finish around 59 to 60 points. For CBJ to get to 59, they need 23 points in their last 16 games, which is roughly 11, 4, and 1, or something like some mix of that. Um, again, not impossible, but this is a tough ask. <laughs> because, right, that also, like, would mean that you're only giving um, – you know what I mean? Like you're only giving Nashville 18 points in their last, you know, nine, mm-hmm. 19 games um, or 16 games. Excuse me. Math is hard. No, they have 17 <laughs> games left. Um, so like, that's like a pretty tall, like that's asking Nashville to go below 500 in their last few. So, I mean, it's not, it's not going to look good for us folks and that's okay. Like I, I want to go back to the episode where I said that for the first time where I said, we're not going to make the playoffs and that's okay, baby. We don't need, <laughs> like I said that verbatim, right? Like I was just like, you did, yeah. maybe, maybe that's okay. Y'all. And actually like, it's a weird optimism associated with it. Cause like, I have not experienced a rebuild retooling, whatever you want to call it to make yourself feel better about the fact that we're not a good hockey team. Um, I have not experienced that since I've been as in depth of a fan. Like I've been a fan since the jackets, were well I guess I no I guess I could say like there was a rebuild retooling after um you know like Todd Richards left and John Tortorella came in and you know brought the team to what it is now but yeah I mean I'm excited to kind of like cover that and I'm kind of excited to like talk about it and I know that sounds kind of like masochistic but I'm like kind of pumped yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more wary, but that's for an emotional standpoint because it's just going to be a lot of me like emotionally having to part ways with circumstances and humans that I've grown accustomed to and mean a great deal to me. But after these dumb motherfuckers let Alexander Wenberg get a goddamn hat trick yesterday, I... I just cannot. I just cannot. Soon to be dad, Alexander Wenberg. Yes. Soon to, sorry, I didn't hear you at first. Soon to be daddy. I do I still love Alexander Wenberg. He's yeah, this is not an Alexander. Cool. Yeah, this is not an Alexander Wenberg slander podcast. We're actually probably somewhat decent fans of Alexander Wenberg in this home. I was not kidding when I tweeted what I tweeted from the account where I was like, I don't hate the idea of the Jackets revisiting him during free agency, but if I were him, I would be like, eat rocks, you bastards. I would be like, don't fucking talk to me. I think like the thing about that that continues to frustrate me. And I don't know if he listens or if he just engages with us on Twitter, but he engages with us on Twitter like crazy. His name's Chris C. It's like what Chris C tweeted about like um you know, the idea of like, we've lost so much in trying to ensure that Pierre-Luc Dubois did not get offer sheeted. And I didn't, and like, we didn't know that was the case until like later if on we, Before you continue, I have to say something. If we don't throw bags of flaming human shit 
at that motherfucker the next time that he plays at Nationwide Arena, I am going to lose my mind. Because I hate him that so much shit has started to spiral out of control over his spoiled petty ass. Anyway, continue. That was not very ladylike of me and I apologize, but. I know I was getting ready to put that together in the package that we could give to potential like partners and sponsors to be like, this is the inciting flaming shit throwing onto the ice is what you're getting here at subjectively speaking. Um, <laughs> but they don't need to know that. Well, yeah, that's fair. Let's be real. If you're out here sponsoring people, let me know in the comments below. Do you actually listen to their content or do you just give them <laughs> like, I'm curious. Um, but nevertheless, um, yeah like thinking about that right like you think about like how much has like gone wrong like or not gone wrong but like just like has transpired as a result of that um you know really the entire situation going back to when he was an RFA and thinking through okay like this team moved Ryan Murray to New Jersey for a fifth round draft pick this team moved Marcus Nudevara down to Florida for a um, player who will likely never see NHL time. Hopefully I'm wrong, like rooting for Cliff Poo here, but like, it's not going to happen. Um, and then I don't even yeah. know how much time he's getting in Cleveland. I haven't really looked to be honest with you, but couple that with the fact that the team buys out Alexander Wenberg, which wasn't anything we knew for solid fact at the time. I agreed with buying out Alexander Wenberg because it didn't make sense to have $4.9 million on the books for a player that was not producing at that rate. Like I understood at the time, but then to find out like that, the main reason that Kekalainen did that was because of the cap situation and being afraid of an offer sheet for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like that is like mind block, mind boggling to me because it's like, now we have no center depth. We have zero center depth and we bought out somebody who provided center depth, who wasn't like a great scorer, but like, at the end of the day, like, where was he playing, right? Like, when he was struggling, like, who is he centering for? Um, you know, obviously, like, he was playing a lot of minutes on the penalty kill. Like, it's just, like, it wasn't a tenable situation for him, like, toward the end of his time in Columbus. So, I don't know. I'd be down for, for a reunion. And there are obviously other options for the Jackets, like, as they move forward in free agency to try to shore up the center ice and all that kind of deal. But at the end of the day, like, we, we are out of a lot of assets over the course of the last few years um, that, you know, were thought to, to be on their way out in order to make us a better team. But like, you look at it now and it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's true. Um, you know, we talked about it uh, an episode or two ago where you think about like the blue jackets prospects and their struggles. Thankfully, um, thankfully I'm a Bumstrom should be coming off of, you know, IR here in the next few days I would think like if the timeline works out the way that they said that it would so hopefully he's going to come back healthy um so he can try to like make a little bit more of a name for himself here as the season it wraps up but I mean Texier is, has been okay since he's come back but like hasn't been great um you know I don't know like it, I'm struggling and speaking of injuries Riley motherfucking Nash former first line center of the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> Uh, he, ran, nice. he got hurt. I'm not being an asshole. Like he really was the former first line. Yeah, he I was know, the, but the way you said it is like everyone knows that that is the worst situation ever. I, it is, 
And I don't even know that if I walked up to Riley Nash on the airplane going down to Matt Duchesne's bachelor party, I don't know if I walked up to him and said, if I said that to him, I don't think he'd be offended. I don't think he would take that personally. He'd be like, yeah, there's a fucking issue. <laughs> I'm playing first line center minutes. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, he runs into Nolachari. I, don't, I think that's how you say his first name. It's like Noel Achari. I don't know. Achari. He runs into Achari. Florida Panther at the blue line. And it's a lower body injury, which I watch. Like, if you watch the hit, like, I actually really don't understand how bodies work because that looked very upper body to me, like a shoulder situation or something like that. But hopefully that means then that, like, this isn't, like, a long-term injury for him. It can't be because, yeah. like, quite honestly, and, like, we won't dive too much into this today because we have a special episode coming for you all about trade deadline special and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's trade bait. So like, can you get well? So that way we can trade you like no offense. Like don't take that the wrong way. Like I want you to be well for you, but like, if you're hurt, like you're just going to stick around here until you're done here. Like, and we're going to get nothing out of it. Like nobody's going to trade for a broken Riley Nash. That's true. But I digress on the trade talk. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, just like, not a good time like just not a good time and and I think you're right like it, it's just like we we've known obviously for the last few weeks that the offense has been such a struggle for this team and in order to produce more offense and to score more and to win more games John Tortorella decides this team needs to play defensively sound hockey like they just need to go to be to playing a simple defensive hockey um one that gives up five goals yesterday and three goals today very defensively sound um i will say that it kind of like worked in that that second game against tampa like they played pretty well in that second game against tampa probably could have gotten the win there but nonetheless like a painful a painful loss Mm-hmm. That I think probably just like took the wind out of their sails going into Florida. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in. And, and this team who's supposed to be playing defensively sound hockey, this team that plays yesterday with seven defensemen and 11 forwards, even though Zach Dalby played five minutes of a hockey game. And uh, I believe it was Delzato, but I, one of the seven defensemen played seven minutes. Like, like, why are we suiting guys up at this point, right? Like, I don't think it was Delzato. I think it was Kukin, and I think that's why he came out of the lineup today. I'm not really sure. All I know is that two of our players were in the top, or I guess, like, bottom three for forwards and for defensemen in minutes played in yesterday's games. So, big time question mark going on there. And, and I, again, like, I don't know enough about that kind of stuff to, like, be hypercritical, but... Like, I'm looking at it, and it's just like, man, like, that is no bueno. Yeah, Zach Dalby had 510, and you're right, Dean Kukin had um, 804. Well, and I think that that's, I mean, I think that that's why they reverted back to 12 forwards and six defensemen today is because clearly that didn't work. Like, but we're out of we're out of chances of trying things. We're out, you know, they're not getting it. And they're not gonna get it over the course of the next 36 hours before they play Tampa on Tuesday. Do you get any sense that they want to get it? Like, I mean, like sincerely, like do you do you think that they care? There's like a small handful of them. But even then that's sort of wavering. 
I think, you know, as much as they say that they don't look at standings and they don't look at this or the other thing, they can do fucking math. Like they know how many games they've lost versus how many games they've won. And they've experienced each one of those losses coming off the ice. So like when that feeling has occurred way more than the happy feeling, you gotta know. And again, if we were in a regular season with 82 games, I would not be panicking yet. So we wouldn't even be halfway through the season. But we have 15, 16 games left. We've never won more than two games in a row. Which is so mind-numbing. Higher season. I don't know that we've even... Well, we won two games against Carolina in a row. So technically we quote unquote won a a series. But uh, that's the only one. All the other ones we've either flat out lost or split them. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good situation. I mean, you look at it and I mean, the Jackets have lost eight games in overtime. So really like we're 14, 18 and eight. So we've won 14 games. We've lost 26. I mean, like, woof. Like, that's, like, quite a bit. And so I, yeah, I mean, you'd think that this team would be sick of losing right now, but, like, at some point, like, I just don't know if this team cares. Like, and I know that that happens, like, season to season. Like, I know that that's a possibility that I could just, like, and part of it could be, like, the the psychological toll of this season, right? Like, it would be one thing, right, to – to have to do everything that they're doing and to be good and to be winning, like that would still have a psychological toll. Like that would still have some effects on me, I would think, but to be doing everything that you're doing, to not be able to go out with your teammates, like on the road, to really not be able to do anything with your family, even when you're at home Mm -hmm. on top of that, like all for us to say that you're losing, like, (laughs) Oh, Like you're losing these games, like, um, and you're not successful, but you still have to do all that kind of stuff because it's still your job. And it's like, I could just actually not care about this and spend more time caring about me and caring about my mental health and caring about my family, which I think players should are right to prioritize at times. Like, so it, it is just a fascinating, fascinating place to be right now when we're thinking about the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it just comes down to it. Like the numbers, you know, and sure, like Mark Shag said in his tweet, it's not impossible, but odds are that it is impossible. Like, and I'm okay with that. Like, I really don't, I don't need a Cinderella story situation out of this because I want because we've had that circumstance before and it didn't work out well. Like the year that we swept Tampa in the playoffs, we had this Cinderella situation where we went all in at the trade deadline, you know, everything was a buzz, blah, 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 blah. You know, obviously lose in round two to Boston, but that still wasn't enough we weren't able to keep those people like 
we weren't able to even, and I hate saying this, but we, we weren't even able to bounce back yet. We didn't bounce back last year. We've said it on this podcast time and time again. We lucked out into getting to go to the bubble. If we had continued on in the regular season, if, as, if COVID hadn't stopped everything, we would not have gone to the playoffs. So like, we need an actual possibility to regroup and figure out what's going on and figure out what real changes need to be made so that we can just be a good hockey team as a good hockey team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think like, again, like going back to the point of the standings and stuff, like you look at the standings and, and this team is looking at potentially, I don't know how they're going to do this because another interesting thing that's happening in the IHL right now is that the Vancouver Canucks are experiencing a terrible outbreak of COVID-19 on their team as of last check on twitter i believe 17 players had tested positive for covid-19 as believed that this is the variant of covid-19 that's currently in the vancouver area because it was found in their locker room and so obviously like our thoughts are with everybody in vancouver and like making sure that they're being well and that their families are well um cuz obviously like that's what matters first it's like what laura said last episode we're lucky to be able to talk about hockey right now. And there are people who are dealing with so much. Um, And so obviously the Canucks are dealing with that right now. Technically the Canucks are like, do have fewer points in the blue jackets. It looks really unlikely that the, that the Canucks are going to be able to like finish the season in its totality. Like I obviously the NHL hasn't made any decisions about that and all that kind of stuff, but just like looking at the calendar and thinking it through, right. Like it's going to be really hard for that to happen. And so when that also has to change everything for everyone else playing in the North, who was still set to play the Canucks, you know, as far as like points are considered and. Right. And so my, my assumption is that they're going to probably have to bring in points percentage into this. Um, So the Canucks were sitting outside of a playoff spot. Um, You know, even when, when this whole thing started, Montreal had, um, you know, had been pretty solidly in that fourth spot for a while. Um, and Montreal's played to to date three less games than Vancouver has, and they're up on them by six points. So really, like the separation between four and five there is pretty pretty stout. Um, where it becomes interesting is talking through like points percentage and things like that for draft, like for the lottery and stuff. So like the Jackets right now have the eighth fewest points in the league. However, like you look at it and you have Vancouver is technically below the Blue Jackets, but Vancouver has played three less games. So they only have one less point. So if they work in points percentage there, Vancouver will finish higher. And if they have to work it, well, Los Angeles will likely finish their season. Um, but like looking at it now, like we have a lower points percentage than Los Angeles as well. So realistically, like this team could have a top five draft pick and I wouldn't be surprised. And that's fat. Like, there. I mean, it's a decent issue year to have that. I mean, there is no clear number one pick, which could signal that the draft could be weaker than it is. But I think that could also be a product of it's been a weird season in a lot of leagues where folks haven't been able to perform the way that they should. Um, it could just mean that this is also a really deep draft that has a lot of really great talent at the top, and it's hard to differentiate. Um, I know that like Blue Jackets fans everywhere are 
licking their lips at the possibility of and I'm, I'm gonna mess this up and i know that i am um that blue jackets fans are probably super excited about the possibility of drafting aturati sure aturati we have finished fans we have finished friends who listen to the podcast at subjectively pod please tell me how bad i did please let me know how terrible that was um Barati is a player over in um, in Europe who is of you know he is Finnish, and there's a lot of people. He's a natural center, and so a lot of people are like, "Oh, this could be dope! Like this could be great." He was originally like thought of as being possibly like the number one overall draft pick this year, but he's kind of fallen off, and he's kind of fallen out of consideration for that. Granted, I think like I said, everything toward that top of that draft is so close that I, I mean it could happen, but I'm sure Yarmo Kekalainen is sitting in his office drinking a long drink, trying to figure out who he's going to trade, but then in the back of his mind also thinking, I can make this guy, this guy could be a Columbus Blue Jacket. And he's still probably a couple of years out from being in the NHL, but it is it is interesting. We'll see if he goes full on Igor Chinakov and drafts somebody from that nobody's heard of, that nobody, <laughs> or if he goes with, the, with an obvious choice. Yeah, we'll see. Um... I mean, I think you can all tell by this basic conversation is where team let's get a good draft pick number. Um, even though I keep telling Jeremy that with being the Columbus Blue Jackets, the likelihood that we get a good lottery number is slim, but that has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that we're the Columbus Blue Jackets and everything in the NHL tends to shit on us pretty much. So... Oh. I just remember when we were really bad and like we were, we were finishing last in the NHL, like pretty frequently. Um, and we would never win the lottery. Like I just, that, that is so fascinating to me, but like, we just really, really cannot make it happen no matter what we tried to do. So nevertheless. But yeah, it's just, yeah, this Florida series was a bummer. And it was just a continued bummer from playing really well against Tampa in that second game and still losing. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, there's just too many outliers. There's too many outliers that we haven't been able to figure out. Mm-hmm. And they're just not going to figure them out in the course. I mean, we literally play every other day for like the next two or so weeks. Like, that's our schedule. We play every other day. Yeah. And so there's no, there's not even really time. I don't even think they'll be practicing except for occasionally. No, not much. Because they're going to be traveling too after this brief home stint. Um, And due to COVID protocols, they like, are required to have a certain amount of time off so they're not all around each other so yeah it's just we're not going to figure stuff out like this and that's okay I this is me who will still probably cry at our last game of the regular season knowing that for the first time in my fandom I will not see them play in the postseason it's okay that they're not going to figure it out. 
Yeah. What I prefer that they do is just stop worrying about it and just play and Yarmo start doing what Yarmo needs to do. You know, and if that means loaning some players out, David Savard, Nick Felino, at one point Riley Nash, but who knows how long he's going to be hurt. Yeah, but TBD. Um, you know, let's do that. And just, we can pull some people up from Cleveland to finish out the rest of the season and, you know, just go from there. But I would rather focus on that, keep our guys healthy and still enjoy watching games, still enjoy when there are bright moments and enjoy, you know, for me, it's always a weird thing of like, when I see a player as a blue jacket for the very last time mm-hmm. and like wasn't thrilled with the last time I saw Pierre-Luc Dubois as a blue jacket, uh, was super bummed that we went nearly a whole season, you know, we never saw Josh Anderson again after he got injured. Um, we were there when <laughs> we didn't know it at the time, but you knew it. We were there when Bob and Brad waved goodbye to the Columbus fans. Like, you know. Yeah, usually you can tell, but like we didn't get a chance with PL. I've, I've thought about that before where it's like, you can tell that somebody's going to get traded and you know that that's going to happen. And so like, or like that they're not going to resign. And so like you spend every moment, like I remember I was kind of an asshole to you, like at one of the games before the trade deadline, the year before we went for it, where I like leaned over to you at the game and I said, take it all in. Like this could be the last time that you see Artemi Panarin. This could be the last time that you see Sergei Bobrovsky. Like it, it just could be. And then like, I think a day or two later, like we traded for Matt Duchesne and I was like, no, you'll probably see him more. Um, which is just fascinating and that is what it is. But I think, yeah, like we never got that moment with PL. Like I'm trying to think like the last game we would have saw PL in is that game against Vancouver. It was your birthday game in 2019. Like neither one of us, like there's no way that either one of us could have ever imagined like going to that game and being like, this will be the last time that we see Pierre Luc Dubois in a blue jackets uniform with our own eyeballs in person. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's super fascinating. Like it's super funny to like think of. And, and I can think of that with other players too, like thinking through like, this could be the last time that I see you in this place. Like when we go to the game on Thursday, like, like I, I will be taking inventory. Like I will be, I'll be watching some guys with a little bit of a closer eye. So, but that's kind of where we're at. That's kind of where the team is at. What, I mean, what are you looking for out of Tuesday against Tampa? Like, what do you want to see this team do? Because I think we're past the point of like wanting to see this team win for the sake of winning for the playoffs. I mean, obviously, if we sprinkle in a few wins here and there, like as we round out the season, that's great. But what are you looking to see most out of out of this game on Tuesday? To be completely honest with you, I just want someone to score a goal. Nothing hurts me more than being shut out. Like absolutely nothing hurts me more and the reason why that is is because my favorite player is cam atkinson and because cam was advertised to me in the beginning 
as a goal scorer. So one of the things that I latched onto with hockey is that emotion of players whose pure purpose is to score goals. I also was thinking about this. This is also why I'm probably extra frustrated with Patrick Lina is because he was also advertised to me as a goal scorer. Um, And so nothing, and four times this season, four times we have been shut out in a 56-game season. We have been shut out in 10% of our games. That's stupid. So I just want someone to score a goal. I don't care who it is at this point. It'll probably be Oliver if I had to take bets on anyone. Well, yeah. I mean, Oliver is like, I mean, Cam Cam has scored two goals since March 14th. So, which is not nearly as bad as some folks on the team, but like, yeah, Oliver has been able to catch up with Cam and and pass Cam like in goals this year just because, you know, it seems like when nobody else is willing to score, Oliver can find a way. So yeah, I, you know, I just want someone to score a goal. I want them to. I want them to play not to play to win, but to play to have fun, because at this point, this is what they are able to do. Um, and to remember, you know, that they're back home and that at least use that energy a little bit. But other than that, just score a fucking goal. Just one. If we lose one to whatever, that's fine. Remember that, friends. Score one. And stop shitting on our goalies because they're not really the problem. Oh no. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. That that second Wenberg goal, a little bit shaky. Yeah, okay. There are moments where they're the problem, but they're not the like all I see half the time, not even half the time, all I see when we lose is Corby sucks, Elvis sucks, to get rid of both of them. They're the only reason why we don't lose games 15 to zero. True. So like, and they've both taken injuries this season, just trying to keep us in the game. So stop shitting on Elvis and Corpy. We're, there's already going to be goalie decisions made in the offseason. We know that already. But stop shitting on them because they don't deserve it. You can shit on the rest of the team. Have at it. But not on Elvis and Corpy. Amazing. Well, well, thank you all for coming to the segment that I am so <laughs> passionately entitled because I think it happens once a podcast. Uh, Laura tells our Twitter uh, followers and Twitter timeline a little something about themselves. <laughs> it's my favorite. This is why people that. like you more than me. That's not true. Whatever. I personally, I very much enjoy when you tell our Twitter Twitter friends a little bit of something about themselves because sometimes they need to hear it. Um, but oh no, I just got a notification that I'm really shitting on you on fantasy. 
Yeah, you're beating me by like a hundred points. Yeah, well, my one of my defensemen scored a hat trick tonight. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Come on, what do you know about Jacob Chikrin? Yeah, I just got a, a notification from my NHL app about that's, him. That's why I went and looked because I was like, oh god. <laughs> I was like, I know I have him on my team. I picked him up. Nobody had him originally, but nevertheless. Um, yeah, he wow, a natural hat trick too. He was the only goal scorer for them at all tonight. Wow, hot damn. Well, Laura, I, I tend to agree with you looking at Tuesday. Like, I, I would just like to see some people play like they know it could be their last game in the Indian Blue. <laughs> I would like to watch some guys play like that matters. To them. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, it's okay. I just I'm emotional about it. Well, speaking of whether or not this is going to be the last game for some people in their union blue, um, <laughs> out of our blue, you're traded. <laughs> out of our blue, you're clearly not rising. Uh, our blue is clearly not rising with you. Therefore, you are. I tried really hard to find a gift today of a fly stuck to flypaper. Or a bee stuck to flypaper and just be like, this is the blue jackets rising out of their blue. Just stuck and struggling. I'll have to look for one. I'll look for one. And so I, I got can, distracted. Yeah, I'll look for one so I can get you that. Thank you. That like not much needed Twitter dub to restore your confidence in your Twitter game. Because you got a solid Twitter game. It's been all you the last couple of days, though. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie to you. but Because um, I've been doing my other side hustle. I have to wonder, are you going to be okay talking with our very special guest about trades? Oh, are you now afraid that I'm going to embarrass you in front of our room? I'm not worried about being embarrassed for me personally but i also know that you develop a complex whenever you say things on our podcast so i'm a little bit like scared for you to be like why did i say that why did you let me say that why did you let me say (laughs) when in reality you have very good takes and you're very intelligent and you're a great hockey fan um well i should tell you that just as me as a person that's probably gonna happen regardless sure sure sure. well i'm ready for that Um, naturally yeah my hope is that our very special guest has maybe listened to one of the podcast episodes um, just so that they are familiar with the fact that you're emotional. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, but I, I'm also certain that we can probably give them a little bit of a slight overview before recording just in case they haven't. I have to say that I almost want to give it to them once we start recording why so you can hear them go like oh no she's one of those no i think it'd be great podcast fodder like i just think it'd be really good content this is like the time one of my professors in college who's an art professor looked at me and was like i don't know if i can relate to you on your love of glitter And so this is going to be this person that we're interview going I don't know that I can relate to you on your feelings oh my god that's funny they really said that to you yeah but he grew to love me we're still friends to this day 
computer art professor. So he found a way to accept you for your glitter. Yeah, and everyone should know that I was a photography minor in college. I wasn't a graphic designer. I just had to take this class to get my art minor. And I may or may not have made a version of playing cards with the Care Bears that involved glitter digitally. We're going to put those in our merch store. I'm sorry, what? I said we're going to put those in our merch store. I mean, it was a bajillion years ago. I would have to find them. We will find them and they will be in our merch store. You heard it here first. Um, But as we begin to wrap up, Laura, I'm going to throw it over to you. Do you have any final thoughts? And if not, you know the drill. Um, I don't really have any final thoughts other than, you know, this is a learning and growing experience for all of us. COVID, hockey, being a Blue Jackets fan, all in the same. Uh, I am excited that Thursday will be my first game fully vaccinated. So that's exciting times for me. Uh, But other than that, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod killing the twitter game we are now officially at 200 twitter followers which makes me so excited uh hopefully that number continues to grow as we continue to grow in this um niche hockey world that we're in right now um instagram i promise there will be more things this week because my other side hustle is over for the meantime so i will have more dedicated energy to Instagram content. Um, But yeah, follow us and then rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, Again, we love, we love star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if you have an extra 20 seconds, we love comments on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify does not really have a rating system, but you can still follow us on there. Uh, So yeah, help us out a little bit. We would certainly love it. And I know, speaking for Laura and myself, we do have a subjectively busy week this week with some really fun stuff. So I'm like really excited personally. Um, So thank you all for like tuning in. Thank you for being with Laura and I on this weird ride of, of really hot takes. Thank you for being, you know, super, super adaptable to the name change, which isn't really a name change. It's of a just, pronunciation change. Yeah, it's just like an interpretation change. And we appreciate it. It was also not the way to say that word. What? What, what did I say? Pronunciation. That's not how you pron- pron- Pronunciation. You know what? It is yeah, what it is. There we go. It is what it is. It's late. Um, so uh, until we get the chance to connect with you all again soon, hope you stay well. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Be nice to yourself and be nice to others. I don't know what that ending was, but I was into it. And we will talk to you all soon. Bye.